What's up, guys? It is Hot Take with another Hot Take here, and welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior Interviews. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh, welcome to the Christmas Eve. It is episode one twenty-two of the Junior Senior Podcast. Two views. It's eleven fifty p.m. Uh, in Australia, and let's get started. How historical was the Colts' loss to the Vikings? Uh, so historical that Matt Ryan is now known across two different statistical situations blowing the Super Bowl with that with the lead and having a 33 to 7 lead at halftime uh, merely to lose to the Vikings in overtime I none of this was Matt Ryan's fault none of that none of that was Matt Ryan's fault I just want to say to both the Colts and Vikings and I mean this sincerely Colts you're a joke Vikings you're frauds and it's as simple as that the Vi- what were you doing Vikings what will, what? How do you let Jeff Saturday put thirty three points on your head? And like, I there's a reason why I didn't trust the Vikings, and you can clearly see why. They they are really bad defensively. Of course, they yeah. are. Their secondary their secondary is awful. Dreadful. Straight awful. Yes. Their front line is inconsistent. Zadarius Smith is the only guy that's really carrying them in the front line, hmm. and their linebackers have been just. Giving up just screen passes constantly, which allowed Ryan to accrue so many yards. I think this sits squarely on the lack of experience coaching for the Colts. Because I think as as a coach, having the experience that Jeff Saturday does not have um, to sort of calm the team down. Even at 33-7 at the halftime mark, even when you get to second half, um, you know, you change your game plan. You know, at the end of the day, yes, momentum's a thing. And I get it, but also, there's also, no way. Also, Jalen Regal should not have a job in the NFL. He stopped in the middle of a route for what seemed like the worst interception ever thrown. Yep. No less by Kirk Cousins. But when you look at the replay, he stopped right in the middle of his route. If yep. he kept on going, he would have caught that ball. Oh, well, it's Jalen Regal we're talking about, so he probably wouldn't have caught it. But I have absolutely no hope in the Vikings. No, I, I have no hope in the look, Vikings going into yeah, January. Yeah, I mean, None. Look, well, Any optimism I had is gone. I'd say two things came out of this game. One is that, um, you know, the I think that Jim Irsay, who is, in my opinion, a, a wannabe Jerry Jones um, and believes, you know, he wants to, you know, be publicity hound, with making the hire of Jeff Saturday was a mistake, and Jeff has Saturday will yes not be. He wanted a it doesn't yes matter. man. Jeff Saturday should not be the coach going into next season it for didn't this even, franchise. It didn't even matter to Ursay what happened for the Colts for the rest of the year. And he wanted yeah, a yes man. Well, the other important factor, and I agree with you, is, and look, I think you know the playoffs are one thing. You get a clean slate, but this is Minnesota. This is the team. They don't. They fall behind quickly. I've been saying they this for weeks this. now. I've been saying this for weeks now, and you've been telling me, "Oh no, you got to give some respect to the Vikings, man. You <laughs> well, got to give some respect to these Vikings." How can I give respect to these Vikings when they let a coach of Jeff Saturday's caliber put up thirty-three points on your heads? Okay. Why is this defense so bad after sinking so many resources, first-round picks, and money into it? Okay, moving on. Next question. Jeff for Gladney you. pending. Next question for you. How yeah. badly? How bad should Jacoby Myers feel after that unnecessary pass? 
to cost the game for the Patriots. He should feel awful. That was the most ridiculous <laughs> lateral I've ever seen, ever. Like, what? What kind of? What was that? What kind of instinct is that to just throw the ball, which was easily intercepted by Chandler Jones, who then proceeded to stiff arm Mac Jones into another plane of existence? And then run it back for the game-winning touchdown. Okay, I suppose I don't understand considering the fact that it's overtime. No matter what, it's overtime. This is not about trying to win the game. The idea was Stevenson had the ball. He handed it off to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers decided, and I get it. Looking at the video, looking at the highlight, I think everyone's seen it, that he threw it back to Mac Jones in an effort for Mac Jones to hail Mary it down the field. Hence the lateral pass. But... Chandler Jones watched it, and look, it still could have gone to overtime if Mac Jones was able to grab an ankle. He was trying to grab Chandler Jones from up top. That wasn't going to happen. He should have grabbed him Jones at the ankle. Versus Mac Jones, who do you think? You gonna, grab the you, ankles, but yeah, but you're still. coming. You're coming up against one of the strongest uh, pass rushers or linebackers in the entire league against a. a against a quarterback. I who get it. I get that? it. But it's not. That's not the point. The point of the matter is. Ankles. That's what they teach you in tackling. And he didn't tackle him at the ankles. There was no time left on the clock. And you know what? It was a really also, boneheaded who, who play. Who drew up that play call? It wasn't Belichick. My, my money so. says it was Patricia. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think. I think it was on the fly. And I think in the press conference, Belichick, in his ever stoic manner, basically responded with the reporter saying, "Not much." As a typical Belichick answer. Oh, he but, must you know, have. He was. He. He uh, would have been fuming. He would have had words in that locker room. All right. Next one. Next one. This is your question. For yep. Me. The difference in the Giants' win versus the Jets' loss. Okay. Jets' loss says. Let's just emphasize yep. that. So the Giants, um, they went to Washington, yep. went to play the the yep. Commanders. I yep. didn't say that well a word. And you know what? They actually won. They had to win, and no, it was a must-win yeah. game. And they and they won. And let's look at the tick box for the Giants. And we've said it before, right? All mm-hmm. season long, they've been playing with with smoke and mirrors. But what works for the Giants? Three things, and I've figured it out, right? Yep. Step one, defense has to have uh, turnovers, and they did. Big turnover, right? Huge yep. tackle of Heineke in the, near the goal line, right? Yep. Tackle, sack, pick-up, fumble. Bring it back for a touchdown. Yep. That was the first play, right? The defense had also interception of Kurt, of Heineke. Speaking of the defense, what I've noticed with the Giants this year is that Wick Martindale setting up his system in a very chaos ball type system. He's got to get it. A, he's sometimes rushing. He's sometimes sending um, a safety up into the rushing and then okay. absolutely yep. booking them back yep. Yep. to cover. Yeah, so that's Kayvon Thibodeau who got the first, first fumble sack. Yep. Did a quadruple sack. Fumble, pick up an well, because pick up fumble, uh, what Washington were doing on Kayvon Thibodeau was um, allowing him space right. to cover for that for for that because he was the furthest rusher from Heineke. Okay, but um, unfortunate. Yeah. But what they didn't count on is how quick and athletic Kayvon Thibodeau right. is. So the next step, Daniel Jones did not throw one pick, managed the ball, made some really critical third down passes to move the chains. That was at one point the Giants were near the near that their far end of the field. And marched all the way down to field to score on a touchdown. Yeah, they got 17 points. The Giants limits 20, so tick three. They're never going to outscore a team no. ever, but they did just enough. And look, Commanders fans, Commanders will be up in arms. There was a supposed pass interference call. 
Terry McLaurin got pulled up for an offsides after talking to the referee about where he was standing. Look, at the end of the day, Commanders didn't win. Giants won. They had yeah. to win, and that's it. And right now, Giants got eight wins. Potentially, they can get two more. Yeah. I think they can squeeze out two more because ten wins, I think, yeah. get you in. On the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> he's hey, aw- he's you. absolutely awful. He can't, like, he's awful. And we, uh, the flaws were showing when he was drafted. Like, he was sort of, he his reads weren't good coming out of BYU. Yeah. Like, he wasn't making good reads, but what enticed scouts to him was his amazing accuracy and amazing arm strength. However, um, he was given a lot of time in pockets in, at BYU, and this is the NFL. You're not going to give him, be given that much time. The NFL runs at a much higher speed than college, right, anywhere so, in college. So just to break it down, look, Zach Wilson got back in because Mike White got throttled in Buffalo. Yeah. And he's had two games, and he stunk in both of them. And I believe that this is the beginning of it. He was benched. Of course. He not in this one. For, he was just benched, he was benched for, for Chris Strebler. Chris Strebler. Evler. Whatever his name is. A CFL dude. Yeah, so I think that might be the end. of. The, they got two games left. I think the Jets are mathematically out anyway. Then maybe they can finish with some pride. Oh, we'll see. I think it's done. We'll see. Move on. It's done for Zach Wilson. Next question for you to me. Did anyone see Carlos Correa suddenly going to the Mets? Absolutely not. Couple like we were about to no talk about way. Correa going to the Giants. Of course. And Everybody said about it. I think we did. Everybody said it. Everybody said that Carlos Correa has has agreed to something with the Giants. Uh, but then he failed then his physical. He failed so his physical. was voided. And then Steve and now, Cohen said, I'll take it. Yeah. So he's accepted a contract. 12 years. 12 years. 360-something million. Correct. It's a big contract. I'm not a fan of the term. The term? 12 years? Meh. Yeah, but he's this 28. Is, well, look. look, again, this is the thing. You have to understand. And I'm understanding it now. And there's a lot of grumblings. And there's been reportedly, you know, owners up in arms. You know, the owners of the crappy teams, like the Cincinnati Reds or the Pirates. Invest more you know? money into your teams. Yeah, but they don't to, want it. To all the cheap owners. They don't want like, it. Like Nutting, Sternberg, and Castellini, invest more money into your damn teams or if you're going to be complaining keep about keep your owning. talent. Don't trade them away. How about yeah. that? Like, we're t- these guys complaining about Cohen spending no, money. No, the best is this. Hal Steinbrenner, whose late father, George Steinbrenner. Yeah. Had a penchant for signing free agents, just like that. Yeah. So I don't understand what the Yankees are talking about, considering they just they just signed Rondon to a huge contract. Right, Rondon, so are, Rondon. And, re-sign, and re-signed right. Judge. So shut up. Like, like, come on. We're we're really talking about like. It, I swear, half of these baseball owners don't understand how sports economics work. <laughs> sports economics, you invest money into the product on the field. Correct. Therefore, you will get a long-term return on the, your investment because fans will be interested. They will show up to the par- to to the field or the stadium or the arena. Yeah. They will spend money via concessions and tickets and merchandise uh-huh. and whatever. Uh-huh. You will get a higher percentage of the market share, yes. revenue market share, because you've got a better product. Right. You will see a return on your investment. Well, the whole thing, I don't understand what the big deal is. At the end of the day, Steve Cohen has the money. And he's prepared to pay the luxury tax because he wants a championship. And right now... Their payroll's going to be 303, of course, three, over it's well over that. million. It's well over that, but that's not the point. The point of the matter is he's going to pay the luxury tax. He's putting a winner on the field. Now, 
There's nothing but pressure. People it's are, not easy. People are saying there's there should be a salary cap in baseball. That's not happening. That's not the happening. time for a salary cap in baseball was the early nineties, but the happening. players didn't want they it. They want it for a very for a very good reason. That's it. This is the money they can earn. And look, I mean, let's just pause for a second. Forget about the Mets. Even teams like the Cubs have decided to splurge. They they just Dan signed Danny Swanson. They just signed um what's his name Bellinger. Yeah. They signed Cody Bellinger for a year contract. It doesn't matter. They're making a move. They want to consider themselves relevant in well, the Tom, central. Tom Ricketts wants them to be competitive. Okay, well, so so to like the half these owners, they don't want to invest in their team because the cash cow for them. Nutting, he doesn't want to invest in the team. Sternberg doesn't want to invest in the team. Fisher doesn't want to invest in the A's. Castellini just blew up the Cincinnati Reds, a team that needed to add, not blow everything sky high. Like, oh, well. like it just. Half these owners don't, don't understand how sports economics works. Uh, owners like the Guggenheim Baseball Group of the Dodgers and Cohen understand how it works. Moving on. Next question is... Uh, here it is. Are deferred payments for Chris Davis Bobby Bonilla-like? So, I don't long think, story short, yes. the Orioles are on the hook now. Yep. they got to start paying I, them. I don't believe they're going to be as like culturally relevant as uh, the Bobby Bonilla Day memes. However, it's the in terms of the contract, yes. Ooh, yeah. Um well because Bobby Bonilla was such a huge is such a huge thing and it's still such a huge thing July first, Bobby Bonilla Day, he gets one point something million every single year until until what, twenty twenty thirty five? Right, so let me break down Chris Davis's thing really quickly. Yeah. Okay. So he got his twenty three million dollar salary in twenty twenty two. He has not played. I believe he's retired yeah, for he, sure. He has retired. So he's sitting back. He's gotten. He's gotten. He's already gotten twenty-three million dollars this year. He's going to earn basically nine 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 point one six million annually between twenty twenty-three and twenty twenty-five. Three point five million from twenty twenty-six to twenty thirty-two, and another one point four. From 2033 to 2037, at that point, he'll be 51 years old. So, in, in terms he's of, set. In terms of the actual, like, term, the, it's Bobby Bonilla-like. However, Bobby Bonilla's occurred in the late 90s. And in all of the coupons' wisdom, they decided to do a deeper deferred payment. These deferred payments are, are on a much shorter term. Well, a much shorter term, are, and are more grouped together, of as evidenced by the nine million, six million, three million. Then it goes down to one million. So right. it's very front loaded. I know. Whereas but it's with still the Bobby, money. with the yeah, it's still, it's still money. money. It's still a lot for a of guy money. who doesn't play anymore. It's still a whole for lot a guy money. who was really didn't meet, didn't in my opinion meet the expectation. That oh, franchise. nowhere near expectation. But like in terms of in terms of the Benia contract, that was one point one point something million. And it's still one point something million until twenty thirty five. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I, by that time I'm going to be in my mid twenty, mid to late twenties. Oh well, that that sucks. <laughs> Look, it sucks to be the Orioles because they have to fork this cash out. But it's great to be Chris Davis. Next. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next Imagine question. having his investing portfolio. Next question. Um, has James Harden changed the game of basketball? So the quote from James Harden, and apparently this is said. He said this, quote, I'm one of the people that changed the game of basketball, honestly. The only thing that I'm missing is a championship. Honestly, I agree. I agree. I, I agree with what he said. Like, James Harden 
is the guy is one of the few guys that have really pioneered the NBA into becoming a shooters league. And it, and make no mistake, the NBA today of today that we're watching is a shooters league. If you do not have a jump shot evidenced by Ben Simmons, you will not oh, or don't have any generational attributes outside of that mm-hmm. evidenced by Giannis, you won't succeed in this league. Okay. Uh, you need to at least have a consistent jump shot. Okay. Um, James Harden had that. Always had that. Coming okay. into the league, always had that. Okay. Steph Curry coming into the league had that. So him and Steph Curry really pioneered pioneered the long ball, and teams followed. Teams built their whole rosters around the long ball. Daryl Morey built the Rockets around the long ball. Yeah. Okay, so I I agree with some of the things that he said in that, that, that statement to say he's changed the game. He's changed it from, like you said, the He's evolution. a surefire. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, the one thing he's missing is a championship. So yeah. the question is, does that statement hold water still if he doesn't win a championship? Because right now, as it stands, he's on a Sixers team that's sort of middle of the pack. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they're going to win a championship anytime soon because I believe they need a third piece. And where that third piece comes from, I don't know. Because yeah. a couple years ago, they had a piece out there, and that was Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was there for and they five didn't minutes. Bring him back. He was there for five minutes, and maybe Jimmy rubbed people the wrong way. No, they, Jimmy wants no, to win. He left because of Brett Brown. Right. So he didn't get along with Brett Brown reportedly, as you say, and that was it. So I'm not sure if that is going to affect his statement going forward. I mean, to say I, I've changed the game of basketball, the only thing I don't have is championship. You know, it's a lot. Now you have to win a championship in order for people to say, actually, well, you're right. He, James Harden well, I think he really wants to win one. He took a pay cut this year in order to allow the Sixers some space their depth. Yeah, I agree. I think he also took a pay cut because, you know what, his playoff performance was horrible. Yeah. He looked horrid. Yeah, he so he, had to, he well, had to stand the sacrifice. Let's be honest. Has he always? Has he ever been a good playoff performer? Oh, well. No. Okay. Next question for me to you. Mm-hmm. Can the Knicks keep playing well? Despite the fact that they lost to the Bulls today, and you're jumping up and down for that, yeah. at the same time you're telling me these same Bulls think, can the Knicks keep playing well? I think they can, but uh, Barrett's been one of the coldest uh, scorers in the league. He and he put up 44 today. He needs to continue that pace. He needs to. His efficiency has been really bad. He needs to really pick that up. Like in terms of the Knicks, uh, the one thing. That's going to hold them back, and I believe that will continue to hold them back, is Tom Thibodeau. I really don't like the way he's managing. <laughs> they all start with the coach. Here we go. I, I don't like the way he's managing this team. He's Here favoring he's favoring veterans over young guys. Like, give Cam Reddish some playing time. He would fit, <laughs> he would fit into the he, he, he would fit into the Knicks system, no? Look, I, I think they're playing very well. I think a couple things. I... I I I think that perhaps Cam Reddish is not meshing in with Tom Thibodeau's plans. Tom Thibodeau is a defense first coach, and the Knicks defense is still not great. But he's all about defense. He's not about the offense as much as the well, defense. Well, has Mitchell Robinson played all year? He has been playing. So Mitchell Robinson's been healthy, and Mitchell Robinson last couple seasons had not been healthy. So when Mitchell Robinson's healthy, that makes a huge difference. To their lineup, and he's he's stuck with a real tight five. Do they re- do they really have a backup center? They had Nerlens Noel. They have this other but... guy. They have I forgot his name, but they they look. I think that 
Tom Thibodeau's trying to have a core five running through. Julius is having, I think, look, the arrival of Jalen Brunson is cannot be underestimated. Oh, he's been huge. Yeah. He's been huge for them. This is a guy who, you know, went deep in the playoffs, has playoff experience, you know, has a chip on his shoulder, but plays with such control. And is another shooter on the court that I think has taken a lot of pressure. He's off been massive. The, now, the biggest problem for the Knicks last season was the lack of a true point guard. And that's what you get in Brunson. Right. So I, I would say that they could keep it going. I think the one thing that's for them is going to be very important is having that sort of next level backup. Who you know, I don't see Obi Toppin on the court much. I like Obi Toppin when he's on the field court because he's really up and down. He, he can go after the ball. Whether or not they can make a trade at the next gen deadline for whom I don't know, but I think the Knicks are playing very well. Your Bulls stink, so we know yeah. that they stink. Yeah, they and do. it's reported that Lonzo Ball isn't coming back. Maybe next year at all with that bum knee. So yeah, it's not it, just about it was, Alon- torn, it's it was just about Lonzo. It was, a, it was a torn meniscus, and the only reports I've seen that uh, there's improvement, but he's not ready for basketball activities. So, yeah, I've said as much as I can. About <laughs> as much goals, as you need honestly, to. Yeah. Think. Next, okay. Um, my next question for you. Next question for you. Yep. Surprised that AD will be out of action. Forget about a month indefinitely. And this is the last time I want to talk about the Lakers. It's at, a foot injury. At this point, it's just sad. It's really, it's really, really sad. Like, I genuinely, like, I, and it's not sad because of the Lakers. It's sad because of AD. He was playing so well. He was the reason why the Lakers have been on a, uh, have been improving. Of course. He's of course. been incredible this of season. Of course. And he goes down with yet another injury because this dude cannot stay healthy. That's why I call him Anthony Day-to-Day Davis. Okay, so Rob the Boy Monroe, if you're listening, if you ever get a chance to listen to our podcast, you do, uh, he does, he sent me a message on Bleach Report. I didn't know that this today. And he said, thanks to, thanks to you. So it's my fault. And I wrote back saying, I wish I had that kind of influence on the bodily functions as it relates to AD. Season over and out. So it's not a surprise. It shouldn't be. But this is just what it is. And this, you know, we've said it before. Outside of that bubble year when the Lakers won, which was a 50-game season, which was just right for Anthony Davis. He just got just through the season. He's arguably the top 10 players in the league. We know this. When he's healthy, so now he's on the he's in street clothes again, and he'll remain in street clothes for the rest of the season. Well, and that'll be gonna, it. The Lakers will be lucky to get to the playoffs. They're going to think they're going to make it. They're going to be monitoring his his um, condition, um, obviously day to day. Um, and it won't matter. Indefinitely means and if, indefinitely. If it improves, then four nah. to six weeks. But ah, still, indefinitely. When you report indefinitely, there's no four to six weeks around it. The Lakers will be lucky to be playing for a play-in. They stink. And End of how, season, and, and over and how, out. And with how sh- how bad they looked against uh, the Hornets, the worst team in the league, both <laughs> defensively and offensively, oh, well. when LeBron's shoe came off, he still got <laughs> he still managed to get the pass off to Dennis Schroeder, but he missed the wide open three for the game winner. Doesn't matter. Yeah. At this point, I think I'm done talking about the Lakers. Oh yeah, we're yeah. all talking. Okay. Next question for you. To a me. better World Cup result for France or Argentina? Well, obviously Argentina. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to argue and say France, this is the second time they got back there. This that you know that's very rare that a team can defend its title. Yeah. But what an exciting World Cup final! Oh my God! I got up at two a.m., lied in my bed, turned Better on than S- me. I slept. SBS on my phone. I slept and watched the game. What a World Cup final! 
the most, probably the best World Cup final ever. Probably one of the most entertaining games of football ever played. And just immaculate from start to finish. Argentina go 2 nothing up. France bring it back. Mbappe with a hat trick. Only the second ever male player to ever do that in a World Cup final. It's just incredible. Put the team and nation on his back. Yep. But at the end of the day, it was... Penalty Leo, shoots. It Penalty was, shots. Went to PKs. Leo, Me- Leo Messi finally gets his World Cup. There's a lot of controversy surrounding all players on the pitch uh, for the Argentini, for Leo Messi's second goal. When there were players on the pit, pitch for Mbappe's goal. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. There's a lot of things flowing around that this was rigged for Argentina well, to think, win. No. Well, but I, let's look, be honest I here. think that ultimately it was a sort of passing of the torch, really. Because... Oh, Kylian Mbappe is now the next. Oh, he's one. the future. He's the next future. He's the next. And he's one. young. He's only twenty-four he's, years old. He's twenty-four. And he's the next one. He's twenty-eight. So he's at his prime. So he's not. You're not done hearing from France. You're not done hearing from him. Oh, and so, with and with how with how the other young guys around him. This was France, not even at full strength. They were missing Pogba. They were missing uh, Conte. Benzema pulled himself out because of a row with his teammates. Um, so this wasn't even them at full strength. Yep. And with the young guys they have, Aurelian Shuomeni, he's 20. Uh, Kamavinga, 20. That's another core you can build around for the next World Cup. Mm-hmm. Mbappe is going to have help. So yeah. France are going to be, quite rightfully, um, probably the favorites to win next year. Yep. Okay. No, we'll net in, in 2026. All right. Uh, next question for you. Has Football Australia taken a hit with the Melbourne City victory field clash? Okay, so a bit of context behind this. So... There's been a lot of anger in the um, the fan the fan base of the A League, uh, Australia's Premier Football League, surrounding a decision that the governing body has made. They're going to have the grand final in Sydney uh, for the next three years, um, uh, and the similar to it was previously how the location of the grand final worked. The highest team, the higher seeded team, uh, with the better record would get the rights to host the grand final um, if they made it in. And it would just go down. If that team got eliminated, it would be the next highest-seeded team in the in the playoff format. Then it would be that team hosting the World Cup. Oh, no, not the World Cup. No. I'm glitching. The, the A-League grand final, grand final yes. because they had the better record yeah. and they played better during the regular season. But they got rid of this for the next three years. Okay. Um, presume and. I disagree with this decision. I think it harms the game, and I think it's a very monetary-focused decision. And a lot of fans have been upset about uh, about it as well. This all culminated in a Melbourne Derby clash uh, between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City, where a subset of um, Melbourne Victory um, uh, active supporters got on the field field after a a flare was thrown onto the field. Mm -hmm. Flares are not that are are pretty commonplace at Darby's like their pyrotechnics whatever. It was thrown onto the field as an act of protest. The Melbourne City goalkeeper Tom Glover threw the flare back into the stands Mm -hmm. but he but he in his words he didn't intend to tend to throw it back into the stands but it happened anyway Mm -hmm. and um, that anger uh, fueled a, a subset of those fans to attack him. Yeah. Um, jumping the fence, going there. One of them threw a metal bin right at his head, concussed him, yeah. big gash. Game was abandoned. 
um, and supporter groups spoke out quickly. Um, the a, the governing body spoke out quickly. Yeah, and it's very likely that Melbourne Victory will be fa- are going to be facing some heavy sanctions. Yeah. Some of them, Point. yep. Some of them, including uh, off the, um, no active supporters yep. being able to go to home or away games, yep. uh, and even the the organization itself will be will be discouraging active supporters at home and away games. Yep. Um, even general supporters at home and away games uh, can't come. It'll only be like club members and stuff so, like that. So, just to give it in context, reportedly. Uh, any sales for tickets have been blocked out right now. Yes. Fans can't get tickets and for home games. And if fans have already purchased them, they'll be able to get a refund. Right. So, I mean, look, to uh, to sh- shorten this topic, uh, at the end of the day, it was horrible behavior. By a few, not all. Yeah. So if you decided to do that, they're going to be dealt with. They're probably going to face bans, lifetime bans from the, from um, the stadium for and, sure. And probably, criminal charges. probably criminal charges. Right, if they were involved in any kind of... And there were there were there were fans who were reportedly punching you know security guards etc. Yep. So the few ruin it for everybody else, and that's going to be ultimately against. And this victory, will so. and make no mistake, and the supporter groups know this as well. This will harm their cause because they were walking out. They were staging walkouts at the twentieth minute, yep. and uh, the allegedly the Melbourne Victory supporter base of uh, active supporters wanted to do that as well, but. For some reason, they didn't leave. They were yeah. at the twenty-third minute. Yeah. Oh, some of them were leaving, but yeah. but most of them had already were waiting to leave. Okay. So we're, yeah, this is a. It was a dark day, and it's been a very very dark time for Australian football. Yeah. And it's it's sad considering the amazing World Cup run the Socceroos just went on, yeah. taking Argentina to uh, to the limit in the round of sixteen, and right. I was there for that. And it was yes. from the highest highs to the lowest lows. Right. So we're really coming bad. to an end of our show. Uh, nice gesture by Robert Kraft. So yep. let's just put this in reference. Uh, Jerry Edmond, who was a Patriots fan who attended the debacle in Allegiant Stadium, was, uh, as a Patriot fan, completely uh, bullied and heckled by uh, two Raider fans. I don't know if the, it was husband oh, it was and a, wife. It was the wife who was heckling. Yeah, husband and the, wife. The husband was trying to right. like, pull her away. Trying to, but she was being aggressive. She was... Cheering for her team, and it, look, it kind of, in my, you know, it kind of makes you feel as a fan of an opposing team going into another team's building very uncomfortable. So Robert Kraft took the look. He saw the video and he invited him as a guest to the next game. So the Patriots are hosting the Bengals. So I thought that was a nice gesture by someone, well, someone of of Robert Kraft's stature to do that for him. So nice yeah. gesture, Robert Kraft. Very nice gesture. The other one is a happy belated birthday to Ron Acuna Jr. One of the best. Who turns twenty five. One of the best uh, players in baseball. Um, when did, healthy. When healthy. When healthy. Incredible, yeah. incredible hitter. Incredible speed, incredible field. We'll see what happens because they lost Swanson now. They yeah. still have some power. We'll, well see. Well, they've got they've got a lot of young they talent. Do, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm liking Von Grissom. Yep. I'm liking Michael Harris. They still the Braves aren't going to go anywhere. No. And lastly, we mentioned before, Mbappe, Mbappe 24 years turned old. 24 on during that World Cup final yep. or just after just it after. concluded. Yep. Um, incredible player. I've known about Mbappe for years now. Uh, he was the most highly touted teenager. He was with Monaco as they went to the Champions League semifinals. And uh, that summer, he uh, there was a huge transfer to Paris Saint-Germain. He's been there ever since. 
More rumors are swirling about him possibly going to Real Madrid because mm-hmm. that was his dream as a kid. And mm-hmm. Florentino Perez will want everything for his new superstar Galactico. Okay, so that's the end of our show. That's the end of our show. This is quite possibly the last show of 2022. I don't think I so. Think I think we'll do maybe. one next week just for New Year's Eve sake. I think we could. We, we could, but we we'll see how see. we go. We'll be... We will see, but in case this is the last show of 2022, it's been a great year. Uh, we thank you for listening in. There's been a lot of amazing moments. Uh, rest assured, we will be here in 2023. And if you're, t- if you're coming all. from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing every, and every week. email. Check email, the email, please. Email, 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 email. Send your questions. We will read them. We will discuss your hot takes on the show junior senior two views all lowercase at gmail.com and we will see you guys either next year or next week see ya